welcome to Apollo City Comics. I am Brandon, your host, and with me, my co-host, David. Hello. Hello, everyone. Solid intro, man. Oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> um, good wing in it. Uh, we're here to talk about comics, about our comics, the mm-hmm. comics we love, the comics that take us out of our everyday reality and bring us into this glorious world of everything but reality, pretty much. Wow, that's poetic. I yeah, love that. That's good I wing love that, it. man. Keep going. So we have our countdown of uh, how many do we have? About five. About five. Five give or each. Take. Yeah. yeah. There's some extra. Some more spittings. important than others. Yeah. Nothing's. There's some good ones and there's some. Hopefully, hopefully we just say them all right. Essentially. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I didn't pick any duds. I hope not. I feel like all yours were duds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, off to the stab. Well, should we dive right in? Is this, this is it, is is it time? Yes. Let's go with your. First pick. Yeah, all right, man. David, sir. Tell us about this series. Um, well, you know, this one in particular, I, I'm not really going to get too much in the series. This is why I put this one first, because I wanted to kind of touch base on it. But all of these comic books, these horror comic series, like Strange Tales or like Tales of Horror, this one is a Boris Karloff thing. I, I bought this comic not that long ago, which I'm kind of stoked, because when I was looking at it, I was like, there's no reason for me to buy this. And then just a few weeks later, now we're using it. Well, it was just in there. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're browsing and there's just like one. You're like, what was this? I really like the cover. I love the cover too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The reason I bought this thing is because this is the reason why I read comic books or all of these. My dad would bring me home like a random 70s horror comic book all the time when I was a kid, when I was like seven or eight. And uh, he did it. Because he read these when he was a kid, and that was like his big thing. He read horror comic books and Jonah Hex. He was a big Jonah Hex oh, fan, wow. which I think is really weird. Just I that old horror westerns. That, that's yeah. how it all started. Yeah, yeah. he loved both of those, horrors and western comic books. So I grew up reading a ton of comics like this, and I had a big stack of My brother has them now. I'll have to see about getting them back. But... Was he really into EC Comics, the publisher? Does you know, sound familiar? to be honest, I, I can't even tell you, dude. It's been so long. It's such like a distant memory. we got to do an episode on yeah. that. That'd be great. But yeah. these were the first first comic books i ever read like were horror comic books from the 70s and i was like look when i looked through them in the shop and i saw that thing it just hit me the wave of nostalgia i was like this is the reason because after that i read some spider-man and all that and like i read a lot of archie comics which isn't really a comic book it's more like a i don't know i don't know what you'd call that it's a comic yeah, book. it's a comic book yeah but it just yeah. feels so maybe because so, like they, sunday page it's because they sell it at the the line at walmart that's yeah, why it doesn't feel readers like readers digest exactly yeah, that's what it feels like a digest magazine <laughs> I think that's um, why I never read Archie, because I was like, yeah, it's for my grandparents or something. Yeah, it, it feels very like Peanuts or something. Yeah. Or like, yeah. And Peanuts was cooler than Archie. Well, okay, whatever. We'll get into that, man. <laughs> the first big disagreement of the of the show. Well, what is better, Peanuts or Archie? That's tough. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. You tell us what's better. And we'll look into this. Yeah, well, why don't you hit us with what you got going on next? I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. I was I was super stoked that That's the like stars aligned. Great, like deep meaning under that first I book too. Gosh. Thank you. Well, my first pick is Bernie Wrightson's Master of the Macabre. Man, okay, Bernie Wrightson, mm-hmm. Bernie Wrightson, you know, ah, brilliant artist, brilliant artist. Um, I believe uh, Bruce Jones is the guy that also wrote a lot of the stories in this book as well. It's a little anthology series. Um, it's only five issues. Each issue has like four or five stories in it. Most of them are, um, I want to say it's Bruce Jones who wrote the stories and Bernie did all the artwork for them. And each one's totally different. And he he even does some Lovecraft stories. He does some Edgar Allan Poe stories that he illustrates and just, you know, bases it off there. That's cool. Do you know which Edgar Allan Poe ones there are by any chance? Uh, It's one with a cat. How it... Uh, The black cat? Is that one? 
got a black cat. It's like right issue there. four. I can't even think. But I was just Ooh. yeah. It's okay, cool. Well, we'll yeah, it's it. like a cat that uh. What's the cat? Yeah, the cat follows him around everywhere, and then he loves it, and then mm. he tries to get rid of the cat, and then the cat doesn't. Curse they cat. think it goes away, and then it comes back, and then he kills his wife and the cat at the end. Basically, he just hmm. goes crazy and kills two cats, or essentially the same cat. <laughs> that comes back and haunts him yeah and then comes um, back again because it has nine lives so yeah exactly kill it another seven times mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> and uh he does a lovecraft story called cool air mm-hmm. and that one is about a guy that he has a really rare like kind of blood type and or disease actually and um he has to be like in cold weather all the time and so his downstairs neighbor is the one writing the story and he oh. has to go up there. The downstairs neighbor um, is writing and has a heart attack and climbs his way up to knowing that this guy's a doctor. And the doctor lets him in and everything. And he discovers what this guy's been doing. It's all a crazy scientific uh, lab and whatnot. And the doctor, um, the room starts heating up again. And then the doctor's like, bring me ice, bring me ice. And the guy's getting ice and doing all this stuff to keep this doctor cold. And when he comes back after the, you know, searching everywhere for ice, you know, after a, a day or so, um, he comes back and then the doctor's all melted and everything. And apparently Whoa. the guy died like six months ago, but just keeping himself alive through Whoa, the cold. Whoa, yeah. that's metal. And that's he's so all cool. like, yeah, just deformed and melted. And he's all, oh. like, and Bernie Wrightson's artwork is brilliant for this. Bernie knows how to get the deep, obscure, like zombie destroyed type of look like where you mm. look at horror like and okay. you want to turn away bernie wrightson's just staring at it still trying to get every feature and you just feel it Ooh. um the first story is brilliant in fact on a side note if we edit this yeah i should read the beginning of this first story at the beginning of this podcast because it's so freaking creepy Ooh, it's interesting. super good um, that would be a really cool way to start off a podcast yeah. a little story time yeah story that would, yeah time read like Brandon. the first page of something yeah and i'll do great. all the voices oh no Watch out. No, probably won't do that. That'd be cool. No, I don't think that'd that'd be cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great Um, idea, though. We gotta pin that thing down. But this one, it's just, it's a cool anthology, and Bernie Wrightson's artwork is beautiful. He, uh, we're gonna talk about him more. We're gonna talk about Lovecraft more right now. Um, That's funny. I have a little bit of Lovecraft in mind, too. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's funny how that ties together. It's, yeah, I have a whole talk. I have a speech prepared about that. Right well, I'm gonna wing the speech. But. Are you, are you a big Lovecraft person? I am a huge Lovecraft person. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I'm a big Alan Moore fan. So just researching his work and trying to understand his work led me to Lovecraft. And Lovecraft just, you know, I didn't like Edgar Allan, but I still don't like Edgar Allan Poe. Really? I'm not a big okay. Poe fan. Interesting. But I think it's because I read Lovecraft before Poe, and Lovecraft just blew my mind so much that reading huh. Poe, I was like, yeah, this ain't nothing. Interesting. This ain't scary. I, uh, I haven't read a lot of Lovecraft. I mean, I know about like the theme of the universe or Cthulhu or whatever, but I've never read a, um, a Lovecraft story. On the other hand, I've read a ton of uh, Edgar Allan Poe stories, which is funny. That's funny. I haven't we, read that many Edgar Allan Poe. Th- we got these things covered. We got the bases covered. We'll have man. a debate. There we a go. Poe versus Craft. Poe, yeah. ooh, Poe yeah. versus Lovecraft? Yeah. Dang. Okay. Down for that. I'm gonna start writing. But uh, yeah, this story, this series is just amazing. And uh, Bernie Wrightson passed away, unfortunately, um, a few years ago. And you know, just re- seeing his work and how strong and amazing it was in the '70s to even now, before you know, when he recently passed away, it's astonishing. And you know, it, it's it's creepy. And it's when I think of horror, he did the artwork for Creepshow. Oh, that wow. comic book in it. He did okay. the artwork for that. So that's a lot of so people cool. might be more familiar with that. But yeah, look up Bernie Wrightson. That's he a good also, anchoring point. He did an amazing. I should have thought about that one. A Frankenstein story. Um, mm. And the artwork in that is just so detailed and so on point. He is he's one of the great 
artists of our generation, wow. of what's our it, time. What's this Frankenstein story called? I think it's just straight up called Frankenstein. Just called Frankenstein. Yeah, okay, IDW right was on. publishing it. Right I gotta on. look that up. Um, might be under a different name. But actually, the first story in the first issue is kind of a Frankenstein-ish looking character, too. Oh, okay. And it's... Uh, it's Maybe we could throw some panels up right now of that first page. Yeah, you know, creepy. we got to we got to toy around with that too. Like, yeah. if we want to add panels and stuff, I was thinking the just same like thing. Just like kind of that'd floating cool. through. Yeah, that'd be great for the video. Yeah, or toss some covers up or something. Yeah, yeah, good, good. definitely. Mm. But yeah, if you want good horror and great comic book horror, um, it really has that EC Comics feel. So, um, and that's back in the day before Comics Code Authority kicked in and stopped because it was so horrific and detailed, and where covers would just have a guy with an ax and a girl's head just dripping with blood and whatnot, you know? Yes. So, yes. but, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Re- cool, it's a man. quick read and it's, it's I'm great. excited. I'm going to check that out for sure. That sounds right up my alley. And let's go with your next. Pick. Yeah. What do we got next? Ooh. Oh, great. Yeah. So the walking dead. I'm going to just talk briefly about myself again, but, uh, when Brandon asked me to do this, uh, comic podcast we're kind of coming from two very different avenues where i'm very much like an amateur comic book fan like i'm really not that deep into it the comics that i do read monthly i don't think any of them are like traditional comics like superhero stories no because you showed me low and yeah stuff I, like that. I just yeah. I, you know and I'm, I'm not trying to be like a hipster or something but i walking dead is what really brought me back into comics as being a huge zombie fan so i read walking dead in high school um and then i kind of stepped away from it a little bit I wasn't into the idea of buying books every month. And then uh, the show came out, got me a little more interested into it. I, I hopped back in the comic book and um, now I'm still, I'm still reading. I've, I've gotten a good amount of these walking dead books now, dude. Oh my yeah. gosh. But what can you say about walking dead? So obviously, I mean, I feel like you'd have to be living under a rock to not know this Robert Kirkman. Mm-hmm. Like this is his thing. The guy blew up so much. Yeah. In just the last few years. It's well, insane. walking dead became the biggest show on television mm-hmm. and was the biggest show on television for a long time. I don't know. I know now that it, the the ratings are kind of waning a little bit. But it's still huge. It's still and huge. You still can't avoid the advertisement. Yeah. It's At Comic-Con, they thing. hand you a Walking Dead lanyard. Like, yeah. you're going to end up with that one no matter what. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of crazy how huge Walking Dead's gotten. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to bring up, though, in this whole horror comic book uh, uh, discussion is that I think Walking Dead really hasn't been a horror comic book for a long time, though. It kind of transformed into another thing. Ooh. See, I haven't read it since, like, what we were talking yeah. about, Glenn's death. That was, like, around the time I stopped. Okay. What, what has so you changed? Read, you read the first hundred issues Yes. Then. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the beginning, if you're not familiar with Walking Dead, it's very much like a scavenger story. Like, we have we have the main character, Rick Grimes. He's separated from his family. He's trying to get back. And then at the same time, he's learning the rules of the universe and, you know, what, what makes people turn, what doesn't make people turn. And at the beginning, it feels like a traditional zombie story. But mm-hmm. And it's actually right around issue 100, right where you jumped off. Um, when Negan shows up and kills Glenn and the whole story kind of changes to a different focus where now it's like Rick finds himself as part of a bigger community, which happens a little bit before 100. Yeah. And he kind of, he steps into like a leadership role in a community and it gets a, it just gets a different vibe because now there's so many people, there's hundreds of people living together. Does, does he get old or Uh, is it fresh still? Do you still think it's hitting it? Well, okay. So the TV show, I think, hasn't hit it a hundred percent all the time. I think early on in the show, you were knocking it out of the park. 
some people complain about the second season. I love second season. I think it's terrifying. That's where it stops. It's got, which is so funny because that's like my favorite, one of my favorite seasons. Walking Dead all the way up to five or six just stays really strong and consistent. The show gets a little repetitive because of the way that it's formed. Um, as far as the comic book goes, I think that they were doing a great job up to 100 where you get Negan showing up and you really bust it to a whole new level where they're like fighting on like a war, you know, a war scale. And it's called all out war when, mm-hmm. when he yeah. shows up, that's the arc. Uh, that whole storyline is kind of games of throne ish in a weird way. You have like these little kingdoms battling with each other and making alliances. So to me that stayed really fresh. I felt like, it was new. It was like new so material. So where did the zombies come in now? Well, the zombies are, are the secondary thing. And really only in the first, I don't know, 50, I think issue 50 or something around there is when the governor shows up. Yeah. Up till that point. And that's point, a horrific part too, just yeah. that character. Well, yeah. the governor the governor is so brutal in the comic book compared to the, the show. To the show. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, the show some, really wimped out the on the governor. The Michonne part with the governor. Yeah. Oh, man. just She, she chopped him to pieces. Yeah, right? she, yeah. She chops him up like grotesquely and, and there, then, there's some of that in the show but it's it's watered down yeah so yeah. much water and then even the um the part that disappointed me the most just maybe because it's pretty gruesome yeah but uh when the governor comes back into the prison and then with tanks and everything and the military yeah. blasting through and then you see rick's wife running and she's like pregnant or just she pregnant she, she, she just gave birth she to just the baby, gave birth yeah. to the baby and then you just see the bullet go through the stomach and <sighs> And then the baby died. I mean, Terrifying can't show thing. that on like TV. But you I mean, can. that'd be great. That well, would be great. This goes back to it, but I've been saying for a long time that Walking Dead should have never been on AMC. It should have been on HBO. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do Walking Dead, you got to pull no punches. That's yeah. the point of the story. Yeah. If you're like, uh, easing your way around, but but then you say that, and a bunch of people jump ship at episode 100, or episode 100, the episode where Glenn died. And I had a bunch oh, of friends yeah. who told me, oh, it was just too intense. I can't watch the show anymore. I'm like, well... You know, the Judith thing was way worse yeah, when they killed Rick's so baby much. was like grotesque. Although Glenn is is it was a fan favorite, which is why everyone yeah, got hurt. hurt by that. Well, I mean, even when I remember reading there's moments of certain series that I remember so well when mm-hmm. I was reading it. The first one is probably Watchmen when you turn the page and then you see the alien kind of destroying Manhattan oh, and yeah. you're, I just I freaking like, out in middle what? school when I read that. Yeah. Um but one of them was when I turn the page and you see Glenn's skull cr- getting yeah. crushed and, and his like eyeballs coming yeah. out. Oh yeah. That and sticks that was with me a too. sickening stomach, like stomach moment. And mm-hmm. I couldn't, I definitely remember that. And I, I felt sad and I wanted to throw up and it, it's great how it could grasp yeah. you like that. That is, it is. That's the best part about walking dead. The downside though, is that the reason why Glenn's was so impactful is because he's been, one of your favorite characters the whole time. Yeah. You'd have a hard time reading Walking Dead and not liking Glenn. Yeah. He's an awesome character. But now that Walking Dead's on like 180, you know, you just can't keep killing people off and it being as impactful. Because mm-hmm. you're going to run out of characters or, or you know, you're not going to be able to build up expect it that relationship. Yeah. yeah, and then the newer characters they introduce, some of them are really cool, but to me, none of them are as, you know... Captivating, captivating as the original, the original crew. So, who's left of the original crew in the okay. comics now? Walking Dead spoilers, everybody, because I'm 100 percent caught up. Um, of the original crew, it's really only Rick and Carl. Really, um, Carl's still alive. I heard he died for some reason. 
Carl dies in the show. Oh. Show spoiler. Oh. Sorry. I should have said that earlier. Uh, Carl died in the it. show, which was like super controversial. And now Rick is leaving the season. Yeah. So he's going to die in two episodes. There's well, no, well, great. Now I'm dating it. By the time this comes out, Rick will only have one episode left. Do you think they'll kill him or do you think they'll send him on a path? I'm calling it right now, everyone. I'm glad we did this. I feel like I didn't call it on the on We Did a Podcast um, with Frank and everything. But on Walking Dead, the TV show, they are not going to kill Rick Grimes. They're going to have a community from some other group, some like advanced community who needs like a leader. And they're going to like fly Rick Grimes out of there on a helicopter. And what's hilarious is like I said this, and I'm trying to be 100% sincere when I'm not making stuff up. I said this like two weeks ago. And then we're watching Walking Dead this last weekend. And helicopter flies overhead dude like off in the distance and characters like what and i was like oh my gosh it's coming but that's what's gonna happen they're not gonna kill him off they're gonna be rick's gonna be like well you know what well that keeps him open to come back and make appearances because i know he's leaving because of his family yeah he's leaving because he he doesn't want to be like stuck doing this thing on walking to the uk and he's just like guys this isn't georgia it's a huge commitment (laughs) too you know what i mean that kind of show nine seasons that's astonishing it's a yeah it's, it, and he's he's been a huge part of the show so i'm curious to see the show hangs on the comic book i think will be okay um the newest arc right now they're it's a little bit tired to me it depends on where they go with it because now they've blown it up to another community so the whole point of that one in 100 is that rick suddenly finds himself in a big community and then after that they find a couple of the same size communities well now in this one you found this brand new group of people that's huge that's oh, like wow. the size of a state Oh, wow. And it turns out that they've like introduced this whole class system again, basically, where your job is determined by what your job was before the event. So uh, Michonne shows up and she was a lawyer. Uh So immediately they give her this like expensive apartment. They give her all this because she has the knowledge. She's actually like one of the only lawyers left in the world. So they need her knowledge of litigation to figure this thing out. Um, To me, I'm like, man, well, you know, inevitably... What's going to happen? You know, something's going to come in, some big fight, and then Rick's going to take over, and then Rick will be in charge of this giant group. Like, Do but zombies will come back into a big play at any point? To me, I don't, I don't see it happening because they have conquered the fear of the zombies. Uh-huh. They know how to handle the situation, and now the main issue is people. Mm-hmm. And it actually goes to, like... So the living's scarier than the dead at yeah, this point. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of cool. the theme of Walking Dead, like, throughout the thing that the people are more dangerous, like, the mm-hmm. governor is the bigger danger than the zombies. Yeah. And now we're getting into, like, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, uh-huh. which gets into some weird psychology stuff, but, like, at the base level, you need to survive. Hmm. then once you survive you can start worrying about everything and then way up as we climb up you know readily available food readily available shelter you know family and community and everything way at the top we have like social issues which is now what walking dead's getting into some social commentary and a couple weeks ago the the issue was on like essentially police brutality where you have one of the guards like beat this guy almost to death i think he killed him actually i need to reread it but that's now the hot topic in Walking Dead. And it feels maybe a little too on the nose with what's going on in like U.S. politics and everything. But like, what a time and what but, a way to introduce it. Yeah. And comic books do that all the time, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're a great social commentary. The last thing I want to throw in that, that sucked me back in, because every time I feel like Kirkman's losing me a little bit, I'll read a couple issues and be like, eh. I remember, yeah. He'll I, smack me in the face. Uh-huh. Michonne's daughter is alive. Oh, wow. And she's been alive this whole time. Michonne gets to this community. There's this giant billboard of all these photos of people that they're looking for. Like, have you seen my sister? It's this huge billboard with like hundreds of photos. Michonne looks up and she sees her photograph on the billboard. 
And it turns out that her daughter found this group and she thought her daughter had been dead this whole time. Oh man. So like all of a sudden Michonne has a family again and it's, it was just That's like crazy. Cause I can't even picture that. Cause she's yeah. so brutal and intense. Exactly. Dude, it's crazy. <laughs> I got to read crazy. it. Yeah, yeah definitely it's, it's definitely worth catching up. Robert Kirkman, he hadn't lost me yet on Walking Dead. I'm I'm in it. He's I'm in it till great. the end. He's just slaying. Yeah, he's slaying, and he's that guy doesn't have to work another day for the rest of his life. He could stop whenever. Yeah, he can stop. I'm so glad he he's not. Yeah, right on. And uh, he has like four series out right now. I mean, Invincible was a huge success. Um, Outcast and that is one still just going. Ended. Outcast is still going. Yeah, there's um, another one. Die, that, die, die just came out. That's what it is. Yeah, um, I haven't read that yet. The Oblivion song is on mm. volume two now. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I should branch out a little bit more on my Kirkman. I gotta, yeah, I got to. I just got to read more. Kirkman, I'll be the Kirkman guy. <laughs> yeah, the Kirk, Captain Kirk. <laughs> Captain Kirk. So the next one. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's see what's next. This is one of my favorites, American Vampire. I've never read this, dude. I'm super excited to hear what's going on here. Not a fan of vampires. Okay. Not a fan of. Uh, the classic kind of creepy crawly type of thing like bernie wrightson does it in his own way and it's okay. its own eeriness that you feel it but i, I don't twilight ruined vampires for just about uh, everybody you know what i don't like Anne rice either i've never been like an Anne, like interview with a vampire yeah, never no, got I me. never got into that there, like uh, 30 days of night i love 30 days of night have not seen it well, should look into it i've been told the art style is awesome in the book and the movie's really good too so um, i'll loan it to you i have the trade paperback bram stoker's dracula is probably my only one I like. I mean, I it's, it's classic. It's a great movie, And it's too. got that gothic. Like, even... Yeah. I love when they remake the movie and they still keep that theme, like the Keanu Reeves one. Oh, yeah. 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 And the Bela Lugosi is classic film. Yeah. There's Gary some, Oldman's freaking awesome. There's some good that, stuff. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of bad vampire stuff. Twilight really... Just destroyed it. You know? really... So I was really hesitant approaching yeah, this series. I could see. Um, I really only hit it because Scott Snyder, the writer, uh, wrote a phenomenal Batman series for DC's New 52 Um era basically okay and if you if you guys haven't heard of scott snyder i mean get out of a rock read some batman read some justice league <laughs> man that guy's destroying it at everything and he's such a nice guy such a really? humble sweet he'll remember you no matter what wow. you could see him a year from like from now and then yeah. be like oh I, I think i've met you before and then he's, he's just the coolest sweetest guy and that's nice and but this one he um it's funny kind of the origin of the story from what i heard or from what i remember uh he was going to school with this kid and his last name was king and he was like oh it's funny it's like stephen king and the kid's like oh stephen king is my dad and then he was like what can he and then he got him to stephen king to read a story and stephen king actually worked on american vampire with scott snyder whoa yeah. okay so if you want some stephen king awesomeness and yeah. blessed you know story so did he help write it or what did he do he has his own it? little uh story at the end of each issue for the whoa. first volume yeah and the series, it's crazy because it's cool. start, uh, it starts off, it's already an American vampire. I think it starts off in the 20s or something. And um, this uh, this vampire basically has different powers than your regular vampire. Like, sunlight doesn't affect him. What okay. affects him, what makes him weak, is moonless nights. Hmm. And that's when he's weakest. And that's the only time you could probably kill this guy. But in the sunlight, he's actually stronger than he is like in regular moonlight. Hmm. Um Wood doesn't kill him. Silver doesn't kill him. The only thing that kills him is gold. And this whole storyline stretches from the 20s. And I think the second cycle that they ended it on was uh, 
during the Cold War era, from what I understand. Yeah. Wow. And it's just great storytelling. Scott Snyder is awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's just a phenomenal series. And if you don't like vampires, this will change your view on vampires. And Interesting. Be like, Man, Dude, I'm still super down hope. for this, man. Yeah, it's it's great. It's freaking <laughs> awesome. Um, I want to say there's an omnibus. By the time this comes out, the volume one omnibus is oh, going to okay. be out. And you get the first like 30 issues with some side stories as well. And they've had phenomenal artists on it. Raphael wow. Albuquerque does the main okay. art for the main series. Um, such a sweetheart as well. I've met that guy at Comic-Con <laughs> as well. Super great guy. He does some awesome work on Batman uh, for Detective Comics. And then you have Sean Murphy did a story arc as well. Mm. Sean Murphy just did Batman White Knight. Gosh, I just know Batman artists and writers. Um, <laughs> but uh, White Knight, he also did some other cool stuff like uh, Tokyo Ghost. The artist for yeah. Tokyo Ghost. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, and Sean Murphy's also a very mm. nice guy. <laughs> did he work on Low at all? I feel like he's on there too. Or maybe I'm Low. getting... No, I don't no, think Low. You know, I think I'm just thinking of Tokyo Similar Ghost. kind of... Yeah. Maybe art style if you think about it in your head. Yeah, they share the same writer, I'm pretty sure. I need Rick to look Mindy. at this. Yeah, Rick. Rick yeah, does it. Yeah. Remender? 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 Yeah, something Remender? Like that. Rem- I don't know. Ooh, yeah. I feel embarrassed. Great book, though. Yeah. Yeah. I love Low. Definitely. Um, I've only read volume one. Yeah. But I need to mm. catch up. But it's still going on. Yeah, it is. So definitely, we'll talk about it soon. But uh, yeah, American Vampire, check it out. It's just fun. And there's even like Nazi era stuff and World War II stuff. Wow. And it's just interesting. It's just Dude, super fun and so super. You get entrapped by the characters and it goes in even even to like fbi agents and whatnot so mm-hmm. d- super rad definitely worth a read definitely worth checking out i guarantee after the first volume you'll be hooked and just keep reading it yeah you know i'm kicking myself a little bit because we're talking about a little bit of vampire stuff now and i forgot that i have this book called gabriel have you ever read that no it's from a local artist from el paso and is um, it like a night thing it's like it's all black and white and it's gabriel is a vampire living in el paso and basically, he's responsible for all the disappearing women in the 90s that disappeared in Juarez. Oh, wow. It was like him feeding. It's like an alternate take on history. But I've, super cool. I met that guy and he like signed the book for me and everything. I mean, I, I doubt it'll ever get like super huge or anything like that. But it's such a cool book. And there's some like scary scenes in it, too. I'll, check that out. I'll show it to you right now. It's really a, good stuff. A local comic. Oh, that would be great. That's that a great be, idea, too. Look at this. We're coming up with, the, with all, everything we're going to do next Always episode. Always brainstorming. Yeah. Always, Always brainstorming. Ideas. Right on. Um, what's next? What, is what next? do you have? Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> Afterlife with Archie. I'm very curious. Okay. Tell me about this series. So, so we're back to Speaking Archie, everyone. Of Archie. Yeah. I, I made an affinity with Archie early on, and then Archie recently kind of went into a bunch of weird stuff. He's with Kiss now. Uh, well, yeah. So they did like Archie and Kiss, right? Um, years before this, they did one called Archie versus Predator. Yeah, where I the Archie that. gang yeah, like goes on vacation and to some island and predators yeah. there. Is it really? Yeah, I I really I'm want sure. to read those. I need to I need to get onto that. Um, but this Archie book is a dark tale on Riverdale, and it's all ooh that rhymed. And it also <laughs> has a bunch of the surrounding characters, like Josie and the Pussycats are in it. Sabrina the Teenage Witch oh, is nice. in it, and that's actually where we start the story off. The story is uh, that Reggie, who's like the wisecracking one, yeah. Um, He's driving home one night. I think he's intoxicated, actually. And he hits Jughead's dog, Hot Dog, and kills him. Um, and he's he's upset about it. Or I, you know, I, and I'm trying to think about how it happened. Jug, Reggie hits Hot Dog, but then Hot Dog like manages to limp home or something. Jughead finds Hot Dog and sees that Hot Dog is like dead or or about to die. So thinking about like how he can save his dog, he takes his dog to Sabrina's house and gets Sabrina to do 
like pleads with her to do some dark magic to bring um, Hot Dog back. That's rad. So then she summons like these demons and stuff to bring Hot Dog back to life, and Hot Dog comes back to life. Um, and then after Jughead leads with Hot Dog, Sabrina's aunts find out that she betrayed the rules of the coven, and they banish her to hell. And they like bank and they turn into these like what? terrifying monsters, like like ugly witches. Like they transform and they like banish her from Earth. Super brutal, man. Whoa. So then we get back. Jughead's back. He notices something's wrong with Hot Dog, and Hot Dog now has like the zombie virus and attacks Jughead and turns Jughead into this zombie. And then from there, basically, like, it's it's the night of the Halloween dance, so everyone's at the high school all in costume. Nice. Zombie Jughead shows up with a couple other zombies that he's gotten from around town, and then it just turns into, like, chaos. Like, everyone's getting turned. Is this, like, a limited series? How it, long did it go for? It's, it's still going on, but they've been on a big hiatus for a while. I think, nice. like, issue 11's the next one out. Oh, wow. The first okay, ten, cool. or It's, so, like, the first two trade paperbacks are out. Okay, cool. Um, and actually, I have the first trade paperback, and I bought the single issues just a little while ago, mm-hmm. so I'm down just to give you the trade paperback if you want, so I'll you can check, check it out. out. Yeah, it's for sure. six issues cool. or whatever, five I issues. I gotta get on that Archie business, because I heard Riverdale's a great show, too. Well, and this is part of the reason why all this stuff is still existing, I think, because Riverdale's a huge success. Yeah. Afterlife with Archie came out a little bit beforehand. And then Sabrina's about to become a show on Netflix, which I'm pretty excited about. And it's also a dark take yeah. on Sabrina, so I'm wondering if I'm going to see any of this in Sabrina, which would be really oh, cool. Be super cool. That would be really cool, like some similar themes. Um, it's not the Sabrina remember from the 90s. No, it's um, not, super, right? Yeah. No animatronic cat. <laughs> um, White-eyed. <laughs> yeah, right. After after this whole thing goes down, they, uh, they take off to the Lodge Manor, Veronica, the rich one. They go to her dad's house. He has like this big, you know, giant Bruce Wayne-esque yeah. manner with like a big fence and they hold out there for a while. I won't give the whole story away, but the coolest part is that like you're, you go like eight issues in and then all of a sudden it goes back to Sabrina. Oh wow. And it goes into this weird, like lucid dream thing. And you find out that Sabrina is in hell. Like at the beginning, it seems like she's in some weird universe where nothing makes sense, but then she's there. She's like surrounded by all these monsters and everything. And because she broke the rule of the coven, she's being sacrificed as is like a a bride, a bridal sacrifice to Cthulhu. What? And Cthulhu That's shows awesome. up, dude. It's super Lovecraft. That's why you talk about Lovecraft. Yeah. I was like, what? Um, and then the issue stops, and then it goes back to the Archie story. So what? for one issue, they like fill you in on what's going on with Sabrina, and then bam, like right back. I hope out. they go back to that, dude. Too. I hope so too. I'm really excited to read this. Yeah, one. you should. It's really, really good, Just man. Lovecraft. In the um, That's it. Even if you don't like Archie that much, or even if you just remember it from your childhood, I think it's a cool book. Yeah. Because the characters it's are such so a intense. Cool con- contrast, yeah. you know what I mean? From that little happy kind of 50s vibe to everything, to like a horrific, horrific. 80s sounding like and movie that... It's brutal. And Jughead, and he's on the cover of this one, I think, right? He just looks so grotesque. Intense, yeah. I wish exactly. I had the artist's name. I should have looked it up before this, but man, some gross stuff going on in that book. It's that, great. That's it's great. great series. Definitely got to check it out. Mm. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And he's with... Uh, vampirilla and stuff like that oh yeah bunch of rg books are out now yeah i I think it's the brand just came back all of a sudden and i think everyone loves seeing the little mashups they're doing it's like the scooby-doo where are you series where there's doom patrol and then with kiss and then with batman and robin and stuff like that yeah yeah that's good stuff awesome Ooh. A little oh, hidden gem. A little hidden gem, yeah. I just Foo want to bring bar. this up. So this one is like the free comic book day version, and I've done a little bit of research on these. There's only a couple issues to the FUBAR series, but what I like about it, and I promise not everything I have in here is zombie-related, but <laughs> FUBAR is basically like inserting zombies into points of history. 
So if you're like a history fanatic, this is really awesome. And of course, you know, a free comic book day comic book, you can pick up for like pennies on the internet, essentially. Yeah, yeah, you know, they're, yeah. they're, 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 yeah, you can't. People just give them away. I send them yeah. out when I sell stuff on eBay. Right. Just throw it's it in like, there. Here you yeah, go. I, I, do, I have this. a giant yeah. stack. I don't know. But then still, every free comic book day, you go through yeah, and get, get everything. Every... <laughs> oh, I need to read all this. And then half of it, you never read. You just never, up... ever. Wow, what a yeah. waste of paper, man. I know. <laughs> but everyone does it, right? Everyone does it. I must have this. Anyways, Food Bar, I think, is just cool if you're a history nerd and you like a a little bit of horror like abraham um, lincoln vampire hunter it's kind of like that i think it's a little more grounded in reality though where that one's a little more tongue-in-cheek like and i say grounded in reality zombies <laughs> yeah. but it's like it takes itself very seriously i guess is the best way to put it which uh eras have you seen it go through this one has george washington in it i'm pretty sure it has a little part of d-day if i'm not mistaken uh the other one i have has like uh saddam hussein like like infiltration in the night they're going into this like uh you know kind of shanty town or something and then the SWAT team's in there and through the infrared scopes they see like zombies coming out from all these different places it's kind of crazy it reminds me a lot of World War Z the book um, which Frank and I have talked about a couple times but it's um, it's very autobiographical in a weird way it feels like a history channel presentation is there an explanation why they're zombies no context just zombies just here's a story from history with zombies cool that's good yeah i don't need to know why there's like two free comic book day ones and then there's like three or four other issues which i haven't gotten because they're like a little expensive Mm -hmm. i'm gonna try and see if i can like buy them online or something but um like a digital format but a really cool book nice yeah that's awesome definitely gotta check these out foobar foobar um my next one Ooh. yeah i want to hear about providence what's amazing about this series is it's uh, of course it's Alan Moore and Alan Moore. If you've read The Killing Joke, if you've read Watchmen, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure you've heard of it by now yeah. at least. Um, phenomenal writer, and I love reading him so much because every single series, no matter how dated it is, um, it really challenges you, it really makes you think, and really opens your mind to just this insane imagination. Um, Moore's just done some amazing stuff in comics, and he is an huge uh, basically what alan moore is known for is like mm-hmm. fan fiction if you look at league of extraordinary gentlemen yeah. if you look at uh neonomicon and lovecraft <laughs> and stuff like that if you look yeah, at tom it's strong it's like, just him like nerding out on something yeah, right it's just like yeah. an overload of like nerdage mm-hmm. honestly um even all of his off series are based off of like the golden age of superheroes well, and stuff like that. Watchmen is is just a critique of superheroes. It's like him taking like a big analysis yeah. of like what a superhero you have is and the Blue Beetle esque Batman yeah. character. You have your uh, Superman esque the Adam yeah. character. You know what I mean? Like it's he he's it's he's basically just really good at fan fiction and yeah. tricking us all. And you know now yeah. he's the greatest comic book writer to walk the earth. Yeah, arguably. Well. I mean, I would agree. I, would agree. I, I don't know as much about Alan Moore as you do, but the stuff I've read is all amazing, dude. Yeah, I, there's not an Alan Moore story. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that one was all right. It's more like, <laughs> man, I need to do research. Uh, From Hell yeah. was an intense book, mm. and a lot of research went into that, too. Is, is From Hell the thing the, the movie's based on? I haven't yeah, seen the movie. I haven't seen the movie. I heard oh, it's okay. terrible. But really? Yeah. Um, well. And the book is intense. And it deals with, like, okay. Illuminati and stuff like that Ooh. and Jack the Ripper. and Yeah. It's really cool. Very really cool. cool. And he backs everything up because he's done so much research. Honestly, it feels like fiction. Hmm. Yeah. Or not fiction, I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> feels like um, fiction. Yeah. Well, well, that's true. Well, um, most comic books are. <laughs> well, and this one, Providence, uh, I started this series a while ago, honestly, before okay. we even planned this out. But um, 
you have to read Lovecraft to understand this comic. Oh, really? You could okay. read this and be like, okay, it's it's cool. I could see why it's okay. trippy and weird, but literally, you need to read Lovecraft and know his work and read a good bulk of his famous stories. Okay, um, to understand to even understand it. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. like the Dunwich Horror, and there's a curious case of Dexter Ward. I haven't even read that one, but oh, okay. it's something I need to get to. And there's Dagon that's in it. I've read I've read a good chunk of Lovecraft, a good like seventy five percent of wow. his work. Right on. But uh there's still stuff in there that I don't understand because I haven't finished reading it all. Like there's so much well, and Lovecraft yeah. is so dense for those who haven't read it. Um mm-hmm. you literally need a dictionary like next to you to understand some of the sentences. And you know, the, sometimes I read something and then I'm like, uh, you know, this isn't what I'm feeling right now. And Lovecraft yeah. is one of those things. I started one one time and I was like, uh I'm have to I, be like a Awake. student about yeah. this <laughs> like, yeah no seriously, i need to be like studious to understand yeah. what's going you on you have to away. focus and understand yeah. to like and if you lose not, a paragraph yeah. you're going back and you're, <laughs> you got you can't just be like oh i could get the idea no uh, yeah. it's it's dense and it's great though it's really my kind of horror because i like the type of horror that you know there's the slasher kind of creature-esque okay. type of thing but i like the unknown like undefinable and um, like weird sci-fi-esque horror. like the thing the thing is one of my favorite movies yeah, right because on, it's horrific right and it has that sci-fi feel of unimaginable like thing that you just can't process yeah. you don't understand it and you don't know what's there you don't know if it's gonna when it's gonna be there it's just it's creepy and it's eerie and mm-hmm. it can happen at any point and it also feels very grounded at the same time and lovecraft writes it in such a grounded way and if you read a lot of more well if you read a lot more in general <laughs> um uh actually alan moore's all of his work he grounds superheroes like if you read miracle yeah. man if you read watchmen it's all very grounded reality and then you kind of sprinkle in you know if this was in our you know universe mm-hmm. and lovecraft is the same way and what's great about this story is that it's about a writer and he's going out and he's researching a book that he's, you know, potentially trying to write. And he's going around these northeastern um, cities like and states, you know, Massachusetts and Providence. And um, he, he was living in New York and he kind of drifts around there and, you know, Salem, Massachusetts and stuff like okay. that. And he's discovering all these like Lovecraft people and uh, stories and every issue is kind of based off of a Lovecraft story. And Alan Moore intertwines all of these up to where this person meets HP Lovecraft and HP Lovecraft reads his diary. And that's where he gets his ideas from. This Hmm. guy is like um, called a messenger. And uh, I think Lovecraft, they name him as the redeemer, I believe because he brings like attention back to the elder creatures and beings and gods of the universe so his work had to come out for them to exist again and now like we've created and like we kind of worship cthulhu because it's everywhere we know what it is it's kind of that you know like you know gods die when nobody believes them anymore type of thing and you know (laughs) and it's it's kind of funny because uh lovecraft was kind of homophobic and he, he was kind of a xenophobic as well and like hmm. you know he really didn't okay. like immigrants and you know he didn't wow. like jewish people and he didn't really like gay people no i didn't know that and uh owen moore made this guy a gay jewish guy <laughs> that's <laughs> traveling around and everything so <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing and it's you know this guy every issue is so dense um 
not only do you have to read a bunch of dense HP Lovecraft stories, <laughs> you get to this comic. It's about 30 to 40 pages. Mm-hmm. The first, you know, 80% of it's pure comic. And you're like, okay, cool. I kind of get what's going on. But then you have like 10 pages of the journal that this guy's writing. It's called a commonplace book. And uh, just like Watchmen, how he kind of has yeah, the end skits at the end of yeah. that. And this is just so dense and so intense. And um, I was trying to finish this series before we did this podcast, but oh, okay. I'm on issue 12. I'm on the last issue, but oh. it's been taking me so long. Just to, effort. I mean, even then, you read the um, you read the comic, and I had to go back and read annotations from a website that they have on it, just <laughs> yeah. so I make sure I understand all the references. And You're not like I missing read, something. Yeah, because yeah. it's so intense. <laughs> and you need to read Alan Moore's Neonomicon, okay. um, which this, this story takes place in the early... Um, like 1920s or so, okay. um, right before the Great Depression, but during Lovecraft's, you know, beginnings. I was going to say, yeah. isn't that like the Lovecraft period, yeah, really? Yeah, okay. exactly, yeah. And um, then you go into some modern times, and uh, Neonomicon comes into play, and uh, he has another story kind of based right around that time. Um, but it's all this giant Lovecraft, Lovecraft saga that Alan Moore has created, and it's insane. It's epic, and I love it because it's challenged me as a reader, and it's... I had to go and do research and I had to learn about an amazing writer to understand this comic book. Like that's, what's so great about comics. You know what I mean? Like it can just change your world and it can open you up to literature that you never understood. League of extraordinary gentlemen is a great example of that. Like I wanted to look into Mm. captain Nemo and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I read Dorian Gray because of league of extraordinary gentlemen. And it's, it's Alan Moore's really great at like, making you feel stupid so you need to get smarter and yeah. read his stuff because it's a challenge and it's it's so worth it and so rewarding league of extraordinary gentlemen is is far 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 by far i should say the worst alan moore movie adaptation right oh, gosh. well aside from from hell from what i understand but oh, yeah well from hell yeah, yeah. Well, we got look into that one actually yeah. but uh yeah we'll watch it together yeah. okay league of extraordinary gentlemen although when i was a kid and i hadn't even heard of the comic i was I'm like glad you're saying this dude like okay this was a great movie when this i was, was a kid rad. too i loved it man when i was a kid it was my jam yeah. i watched it a little while ago i was like oh uh, i can't imagine poor now, sean honestly. connery he lost his career because of that, that movie. was his last movie wasn't that was it? his last movie because uh, he blew it, <laughs> it and the best terrible. part is he turned down lord of the rings because he didn't get it he was like, man, sounds like too much. <laughs> he was going to be Gandalf. Really? Fly, uh, you fools. <laughs> I'm so glad that didn't happen. I'm so like, glad that didn't happen God. either, man. It would have been so bad. <laughs> you shall not pass. <laughs> yes. Oh, That's my great. gosh. Yeah, just stick to James Bond, Sean Connery. Yeah, right. That's where we all respected you. Uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, well. But yeah, uh, dense, but worth it, which is why it's not my number one. Okay. Because it's taken so much research. I can't just pick it's it up like and enjoy it. It's not accessible necessarily. Like oh, there's a really. wall between. Yeah, it. yeah. there's a pickle. I'm, I'm sure as an outside reader, if you want to pick it up and read yeah. it, you'll enjoy it and understand most of it. But honestly, there's scenes in that comic that I was like, what, what just happened? Well, like, I mean, I need to like really think about this. If you're a diehard Lovecraft fan and you're new to comic books, it seems like a good place to jump in and kind of like. And I think you need to understand feet. Alan Moore as well. Oh, really? Because okay. the way he does certain panels and the way he does certain yeah. things, it's like he does some of the same panel movements as he does in Watchmen, where he zooms in a lot and oh, kind of draws okay. focus and it comes into the page. And then there's a lot of circular kind of significance to it. Hmm. Like at the very. the issue 11 it's playing a record at the end of it and it kind of reminds me a lot of like the button aspect of like watchmen like it has symbolism behind everything and it's it's so dense and it's so Mm. it's so much and i love it 
and I absolutely uh-huh. love it. And I've had a blast reading this story. And I can't read to read the last issue as soon as we wrap this up. And yeah. I'm awake, hopefully, to read it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, phenomenal series, okay, definitely. Man. Oh, and Jason Burrow's uh, artwork. Try not to cuss, but cool. <laughs> Jesus, man. Because he creates these Lovecraft creatures that you imagine when you're reading the story. But then he puts them on the page, and they're all like kind of like fish and amphibians and stuff like that kind of put together but they're floating and there's a there's a movie based on a lovecraft story from beyond i believe it's from beyond um and they're kind of like these eel-like purple creatures flowing and they Mm. kind of pull from that and make it the same and um and it's alan moore so it's really sexual and it's crazy Mm. stuff yeah Yeah, of course yeah there's always a penis in every alan moore story (laughs) there's a lot of penises Mm. but maybe it's symbolism symbolism <laughs> there's rods that's, and circles that, that's, that's alan Moore symbolism that's what he explains it as it's symbolism yeah. um what's next i don't know i to be honest i forgot i forgot to <gasps> outcast cool. Ooh, tell me about the series i should have read it already i've been told to read it um i heard the show wasn't bad season two um just came out and i believe it's canceled yeah i i have a couple another kirkman too the funniest thing about outcast um the show is for a while I, I was watching it every Sunday night when it came out or something like that. What's it about? Is it, is it a zombie one? Uh, no outcast is de- demonic possession. Oh yeah. But the show was really good and it had a lot of cool, like it felt like a seventies horror movie. It felt like exorcist or poltergeist the way that it was shot That's cool. um, and the lighting and everything. But then ev- it was so slow every week I fell asleep. Really? I watched the show like the first the three episodes? episodes, an hour. And it was on, it was on like, was it Stars? It was on some weird yeah, channel. Yeah, I think it was Stars. It was Stars or Showtime. Or Showtime. Yeah. I think it was Showtime. And I fell asleep every single episode and I couldn't, and I would watch it later in the week when I had like more energy or something. I was like, oh, this is good. This is good. This is good. And then I eventually just fell off of it. In I, comparison to the comic? It didn't how captivate it? me. Well, the comic book, funny thing, we mentioned this, the comic book I'm very far behind on and oh. I was trying to like catch up and read them all and I was like, man, I'm not going to finish what, what do this thing. I think they're on... Ooh, they're in the 20s, I'm pretty sure. And I'm like 10 issues behind or something. Oh, so it's doable. I'm, it's I'm doable to all, catch up. I, yeah, I'm going to get there. And maybe I'll plug you all in on what's going on. But I'll just give you the premise of Outcast. Um, you meet this character named Kyle Barnes. And he's um, this you know, late 20s, early 30s guy. He lives on his own, very shabby in like a real shabby house. He got separated from his wife um, because of this incident that happened and get a little more into that. Basically he meets this pastor who's, who's um, a, well, he's a reverend, I guess, whatever, you know, I'm, I don't know what denomination is now that I think about it. <laughs> We're getting way past this. Anyways, <laughs> this uh, reverend, he, he does demonic uh, exorcisms, uh, very similar to exorcist, which is the thing you could draw its closest inspiration to. It's he's that kind of character where he's like a little bit of like a flawed religious figure. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's really, he, he's got a good heart and he's trying to help people. Um, he meets Kyle and he discovers Kyle's story. When Kyle was a child, he beat his mom. And that's what like all the police reports show that he like, like beat her face up like really badly when he was like 11 or 12. But then the comic book shows you flashbacks and basically like Kyle's mom was possessed oh, wow. and was attacking him like every day. And he was like scared at home and everything. And one day he fought back and some of his blood got into Kyle's mom, like into her mouth or something. And Kyle's blood has this 
power to rid evil spirits. Oh wow! But That's interesting. when the when the spirit like the demon leaves his mom, it puts her into this like vegetative state. Because um, it's just destroyed her. It's it's right? destroyed her. There was like some kind of attachment that they couldn't, oh, wow. like, like when it disconnected, something got taken away with it. I guess. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, Kyle goes through his life after that event. He gets married, uh, has a daughter, and then, um, he he gets separated from his family because the same kind of incident happens, where the demon comes back into his life. It follows him, um, and his his wife gets upset at his actions and like kicks him out of the house. And now he's, he, you know, it's not his fault. Like he's being chased by this thing his entire life. Wow, that's cool. So already you meet Kyle and he's already kind of broken and down. And then he goes along with his reverend and they meet this child who, who's been afflicted by this kind of demonic possession. And that's when Kyle discovers that his blood is what, that is what, you know, cures this thing. And he puts all the pieces together. He's like, this is what happened when I was a kid to my mom. And this is what happened when I was an adult and everything. Um, so after that, these two guys team up is like this unlikely duo. And they're trying to cure all these things. When they start meeting these demons, the demons understand like what Kyle is now. Um, even before they reveal that they are possessed, oh, like wow. that people are standoffish and don't want to get nuts. And this all happens before like issue 10. Um, yeah, this is all like in the first 10 issues. Oh, this cool. is all in the first like five issues. Oh, wow. To be honest, okay. it moves quick, dude. Um, Kyle though, uh, is, is the outcast mm. and that's what they call him. And the mm. demons like talk to him, like similar to a Reagan thing in the exorcist where they're like, you know, we are, we are, you know, we are the demon and you are outcast and you're going to be what's like that brings us back into power or something like it's that. Kind of, it reminds me a lot of like Constantine or something yeah. like Hellblazer yeah. and whatnot. Very similar. Very similar kind of the mix. Constantine's one of my favorites. I'm surprised yeah. we like skipped over that I'm entirely. Totally there's but, so many. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's so many horror books and essential characters. Like, we didn't talk about Blade or anything. Although yeah. I'm not a huge comic Blade fan. I've never really you read know, any of this stuff. Uh, this podcast is going to be pretty biased towards Marvel. Oh, not I'm totally, I'm totally down with that. Because I'm, I'm not a big... I mean, I do appreciate a lot of Marvel. Yeah. And this is a you know a topic for another podcast. But uh, I, I'm so much more into... Like, you're into Image and yeah. you know, stuff like that. And I'm more into DC and everything. Yeah. But more like the indie DC books. Hmm. Yeah. That's what we've kind of... I like Image a lot. That's true. Yeah. That's like the main one I read. And you've, you're a big DC fan. I never really hear you mention... I, I like Batman. Like, as far as DC, I'm not really crazy about, like, Superman or whatever. I like some I Marvel some stories cool when I was a kid. Like, I was huge into X-Men and Spider-Man. Me too. Um, but I don't really read those books anymore because it's too... Like, the... You know, it buying, doesn't hit me like the and way... it's like five bucks or something too. I think yeah, about buying prices like are pretty high. if I try and keep up with some of the stuff, man, it's like nah, no way. I'm not doing yeah, this. I'll read DC's it way more affordable and yeah. it has a bigger bang for its book. And you have great writers okay. and great artists on it. Well, I'm most excited because I'm gonna like get some good recommendations. I'm gonna be learning a lot. Oh yeah, about comics. I'm, yeah. I, that's what I'm stoked uh, for. Me too. About this, about this I get little to do what I do here. already and then just hang out with you about it. Yeah, that's good with me, man. <laughs> um, well, that's more or less it on Outcast. I mean. That's that's the story, really. There's, you know, one thing where this old man in a suit is following them around the whole time. Um, and not to give too much away, but it's clear that he's like a higher level demon or something. Oh, wow. Kyle's got this old neighbor. He's like an old man. And Kyle checks in on him in the first couple issues. And when Kyle doesn't know about this, but that guy, that demon goes next door and kills that old man. 
and then tells him, oh, I'm his brother. And, you know, he was, he's in the hospital. He's sick or whatever. So this guy immediately, like, gets really close to Kyle, like, lives right oh, next door wow. to him and doesn't let him know. That's cool. Um, and, oh, man, there's so many good – there's so many more stories. But I don't want to get too far into it. I'll, I'll let you – I'll let you all check it out. It's another Kirkman book. Mm. Um, it's cool to see something in color after reading Walking Dead. It's yeah, all black and white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's really it's, – it's really got a great story. I'll, I'll catch up on it. Maybe we'll do Outcast eventually. We'll, yeah. We could talk about yeah, it. We can talk about it compared to the show. Yeah. Yeah. That'd, that'd be, be great. Cool, I'd love to check it out at yeah. least. Um, what we got? Should we do – let me give you an option. Should oh, we do this here. one or this one next? I feel like we should do this next because it's going to be so short right. in what we're going to talk about it. So one of our forgotten books that we both admired <laughs> greatly yeah. um, but didn't get to rereading for this episode was Witches by Scott Snyder, who yeah. also wrote American Vampire. Yeah, didn't so even think got, about he's that. He's got yeah. two spots on the list um, today. Snyder's, and uh, Scott's expressed a lot of attachment to horror in mm-hmm. general. Like That's kind of his little... This little niche that he was rooting into for a long time. Um, but Witches is just so good. You have uh, the artist Jock. I always thought that was a trippy, like, sub name, you know, Jock, just Jock. Hmm. That's it. Um, I don't pay attention to me. the names he, as much as you do. <laughs> I got to learn more about the names, man. I'm going to be honest. He's actors, uh, I got from actors. England, I think, too. And he does great concept work. Okay. He did concept work for, like, The Last Jedi and whatnot. Really? So cool. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I love I love all, the, like, the body horror kind of stuff in Witches. Yes. There's some really creepy... And, ideas yeah concepts it has a well it's kind of cool it kind of has that classic horror feel you know what mm-hmm. i mean like we're going with like you know frankenstein stuff and yeah Amer- and vampires and now witches witches is just cool because i remember mm-hmm. reading it and feeling really tripped out i know i know the next volume of witches is getting ready to be released oh, too. Really? yeah they're gonna have a halloween um special and then volume two comes out so really excited for that uh but it's, it's gonna come just, out on halloween the there's a special that comes out on Halloween. Whoa, yeah, okay. I'll let you know. We'll read it. You need to contact yeah. your local comic shop. <laughs> I think the cutoff date's already ready, but you know, I'm Uh-oh. sure you can still okay. get it. Well, yeah. I'll have to ask yeah. about it. eBay it. Um, but no, it's a it's just a great series. It's six issues. Uh, the artwork's phenomenal. The storyline is just it's it's so kind of Stephen King esque with a yeah, kid and in a small town, and their family moved into the woods, and uh, there's. I think they they live inside of the trees there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They it's kind of weird because it to me it sort of has that vibe that Stranger Things is kind of trying mm, to get in on, yeah, like that I can Stephen see that. King ass vibe. But this was before that. This is yeah, like so, a few years before. And that. if you yeah. if you dig Stranger Things, this would be a really cool this book. Is a great book. And what is it? Six issues right now. Six issues, yeah. Yeah, very yeah. easy to yeah. like get into. Bro, they have the read. trade paperback everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's an Image Comics release, so it's probably like what fifteen bucks. Or yeah, something like they're that. Not, they're not but, expensive, but uh, <laughs> which it's is such why worth. Which yeah. is why I read Image comic books. Affordable. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> oh, these were three dollars. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's a great book. It's it's creepy, and it leaves you at the end of it. It leaves you like. Oh, like mm. i remember the ending i don't remember the ending but i remember feeling <laughs> the ending when i finished reading it and i was just like man that was insane that's so funny so read it we'll reread it yeah. and we'll maybe talk about it sometime maybe yeah. when the specials come out or issue one we'll do a yeah. review plus we got to line stuff up for october next year that's true you know this first that's episode we're barely getting the the tail end of october uh next year we'll have a, a bam bam a nice bam, little bam. yeah we'll line it up because it's I hope they do a TV show off of the series. It's be that good. good. It'd be oh, really cool. And not to change gears too quick or anything, but that was the problem with Outcast is that they did that show 
And the it was comic only like six issues like Six in. issues in. Yeah, like four issues or something Walking like that. Walking Dead like, had like 70 issues to like... To, which makes sense. To beef it out. It yeah. had a history. And I don't know how you could do a TV yeah. show off, off of something that doesn't have a history. And that's why I think the TV show was so slow. Because they had to stretch it out so they didn't catch up Because you don't really the feel the... Book. It's hard to grasp the characters and yeah. their traits and put them into that environment like that yeah. quickly. I could see that for yeah. sure. Not to de- derail it too much, but yeah, out, uh, Witches would be a great like uh, miniseries yeah. or a little Netflix special. Yeah. Ooh, Something like that. Yeah. Even like a, maybe a movie. It could be a movie. It could be a movie. It's short enough. Movies. Yeah. It could, yeah. No, like, you could do it in a movie, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Phenomenal series. Scott Snyder just tearing it up. Just we'll write the it. screenplay. We'll send it out to y'all. <laughs> the last pick, my last pick, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing, just love Swampy. He's just great in every way possible. He's a creepy kind of, not even, there's no way he's a grounded type of creature. He's just a total horror monster. I know nothing about Swamp Thing, but he reminds me, like, he seems like he fits in with, like, the creature Black Lagoon, yeah, Frankenstein, like, exactly. that universal horror classic kind of lineup. Just that big creature that yeah. it's, he's not trying to terrify you, but he is terrifying, okay. you know? And his history is so intense. You have Len Wein and Bernie Wrightson do the first 10 issues, and they created them. Um, Len Wein was actually the roommate of the guy that created Man-Thing right over here. Um, and they just happened to create – apparently, they created the two characters at the same time. And they were just like, oh, hey, we have the same concept, basically. That's cool. And never did anything about it because mm-hmm. they felt like it was – you know, original enough in each of their own ways. Um, but this came out in the seventies. Uh, his first appearance was, um, in house of mystery, like 27 or something like okay. that. And, uh, I think Bernie writes into the artwork for that one mm. too. And you've seen this character like referenced in the Simpsons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like that, just the swamp creature. And it's such a cool, eerie story. It's a, it's a sign, a botanist that is trying to, figure out something i think to vegetate like deserts and whatnot to you know keep the world like safe and everything and um these like gangster guys try to come through and they're threatening him to get out of them to get out of there and they're in the swamps in louisiana and uh they end up like infiltrating his like his lab and he catches fire and like all the chemicals fall on him and then he falls into the swamp and then everyone thinks he's dead but he emerges and he's like oh. the swamp thing and um cool. he goes on these weird like horrific stories he visits this town and he learns about um anton arcane and he's like this weird scientist in like a, a castle and he has like these weird creatures that are always with him and whatnot like very very like 50s horror-esque where you just had weird stuff going on all the time there's an issue where he uh saves a witch at one point hmm. and um he even meets batman <laughs> um, really yeah goes to gotham and uh, he goes to gotham a couple times um <laughs> the first time i think he's just trying to like figure stuff out yeah. and then batman's just like dude what the hell are you and uh it kind of the whole first 10 issues are all len and bernie Okay. And um, after that, you switch creators. But then Alan Moore took on the character of Ooh, a few, uh, okay. uh, I believe, issue 20. So it was still very fresh in the Swamp Thing uh, timeline. And Alan Moore just went everywhere with this guy. Um, not only It starts off with him uh, fighting a villain that you would never find terrifying, the Floronic, the Floronic Man. And uh, have you seen the... I think most people know him now from the... Uh, I think it's the Batman Harley Quinn movie. Oh, um, I haven't seen that one he's yet. In the, he's, in the, he's one of the villains on it. Okay. And um, it's an intense film. Really? Honestly. Really? Pretty graphic for a DC animated film. Interesting. Not going to lie. Uh, okay. There's a couple... There's a Harley Nightwing scene in there that's like... Um, but anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> on more, he, uh, it tur- he made it turn out that 
when Alec Holland fell into the swamp that his body just disintegrated and what came out was no longer Alec Holland and the swamp thing always felt like he was still Alec and that he still okay. was this man but just mutated but Alan Moore was like no it's this monster that's imitating a man and trying to carry on his memories and trying to be a living human person and he just does mm-hmm. amazing work and he takes you basically go from Swamp Thing being this like swamp creature to Swamp Thing being this intergalactic uh, <laughs> creature that like flies through planets and oh, comic becomes books. yeah it's insane <laughs> there's an issue where he like goes to a planet and it's it's like this vegetated world so okay. he basically just you know he his powers are that he could become anywhere he could grow out of a plant and transport like that across like the country and um but he goes to this planet and it's made out of living orga- organisms so when he's created he's this like mutated thing filled with different other oh, creatures like at the same time biomass yeah cool. it's insane and he alan moore just took it up and around and it turned it into the sophisticated swamp thing it used to be called uh, i think just swamp thing then the saga the swamp thing and then the sophisticated swamp thing there's a sex issue and it's crazy and it's beautiful and yeah it's alan moore just goes (laughs) well it's alan moore everything has sex with it yeah um but definitely worth reading uh if you want to if you want to break into swamp thing and really know his like what he's about i'd read the first 10 issues by bernie wrightson and len ween and then if you want to get into some weird just beautiful stuff go into alan moore's uh 45 issue run or so and also mark miller mark miller took a womp thing and um he's an earth element essentially but then also um had him go through these trials to gain powers to other elements so he became like a water and fire and um like earth like stone infused and then he was just like this mega swamp thing that like basically was uh earth um avatar basically interesting yeah that's crazy super cool and then then you also have like the villains like the rot which is like kind of like you have life and you have death and so the rot is like decay and anton arcane Mm. becomes part of this rot and he's this weird twisted like monstrous looking um villain and um the rot will take over the living and like um plants will die and stuff like that and it sounds like cheesy because it's like plants and you think of poison ivy but is the coolest (laughs) thing in the world they just take it somewhere else and make it super supernatural and bizarre and fun and just sci-fi and superhero Mm. at the same time he they uh, arrest the girl he's in love with. Um, she's going to be... In the, actually, they're making a Swamp Thing TV show for DC Universe. Yeah, really? Coming in. James Wan is working on it. Whoa, James Wan. And you Wan? know it's going to be cool because he does some amazing I horror stuff. I love James stuff. Wan, yeah. Yeah. And so... Well, there's an uh, uh, Alan Moore part where um, Swamp Thing has to go back to Gotham. And I remember that they have his wife, essentially, and they won't let her go because, like, I guess she her and Swamp Thing got it on and they were just like this isn't allowed because it's like getting it on with like an animal in a sense you know what I mean like it's not another human you're having intercourse with and then uh, so he's terrorizing Gotham and turning it all green and stuff is in chaos because you go from technology and these like you know what we have is natural today is you know four walls and carpet and stuff like that to like this beautiful natural area that's actually saving like the city in a sense um but it's also destroying what they have a structure and uh he's trying to save uh his wife and he's like guys i'm gonna continue destroying stuff until you let her go and then batman's like all right this guy's not gonna stop i can't stop him 
uh, you guys can't stop him, obviously. He's like, let's just give her back. Like, just do it. And they're like, why? This is insane. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going against our rights. And he's like, are you going to tell Hawkman and Hawkgirl not to get it on? Are you going to tell Superman not to date Lois? Like, stuff like that. You know what I mean? That's like, interesting, it's, yeah. It's, it opens up it's doors. same thing, really. Yeah, you know? And so I thought that was a really great, great storyline that they did with that one. Um, but just overall, Swamp Thing, if you want to just be mind-blown and have some great reading go with that uh the issue we have in front of us is a walmart which are actually these are super hard to find it's the walmart 100 page giants that dc's releasing right now um greg capullo who was the artist for scott snyder's new 52 stories um is doing the swamp thing and brian azarillo Mm -hmm. uh who did dark knight 3 and actually is doing batman damned right now where we get to see some bat penis yeah i heard about that i haven't um how what is that what's that all about um I mean, uh, all everybody knows about it is that we see Batman's penis if wow. you get the first print. And they're not reprinting that book, so it added a bunch of value to it. But um, basically, That's hilarious. Oh my it gosh. seems like the Joker died and it involves Constantine and it involves Zantana and Batman and Gotham City is kind of like this living, breathing type of okay. thing. And the story is kind of about Gotham right now. Only one issue's come out yeah. out of the three I, well, I just saw like a bunch of hubbub on it about the internet. It's, it's a good issue. Like, hey, um, get down here. We have one issue left. I'm not like a personal... As are you know big Azarillo fan okay. um not really eh, you know just not i've read some of his constantine i wasn't crazy about it but um lee brohimo i always mm-hmm. mess up his name no matter what um mm-hmm. brohemo or something like that brohemo my girlfriend will correct me later on um but his artwork's fantastic huh. it looks like you're staring at like like a freaking 13th century painting or something it's just so on on point it's just beautiful Mm. amazing artwork you guys need to look them up for sure um but batman damned is actually probably a pretty good halloween book as well if you're Mm. looking into this now um part of dc's black label series if you can find it (laughs) you can find it for under 50 80 bucks yeah Yeah. that's what i was i was seeing it for 50 bucks and that was like wait for the hardcover get the collected edition read it on there but there will not be any bat penis wow so if if you want the bat D. If you if you want to see the Dick Grayson, you gotta get that first yeah. issue. And they're changing Dick's name. Like I Rich. saw that Rick, yeah. Yeah. Rick Rick Grayson. Yeah. You're just like, all right, I guess. Well no his more name Dick is Dukes. Richard, yeah. so it should be it should, but something. But they just took To they me just it seems it like to. really guys? You couldn't take all the Snickers anymore? It took yeah. you like seventy years or whatever. No, yeah. not seventy years, but well, pretty much seventy five years or so. How how long has Dick Grayson been around for? A long time. A long time. How long after because Batman's been around for 85 years now oh my goodness yeah yeah, yeah like 85 years and he was the first robin so it was whenever which makes sense because you know 70 something years ago if you said dick grayson people wouldn't be snickering probably yeah, yeah like, everyone oh, yeah. everyone was called dick back yeah, in the days so that's, you know that's when the name was popular yeah just like gay man how oh, weird well i mean how are we going to censor this episode's a bigger question swamp thing's just great it's a lot of fun it's a lot of supernatural cool. fun and it has that monster vibe if you want monsters and cool stuff like like me mm. then read swamp thing cool stuff like brandon mm. i went i went in today knowing this much about swamp thing and now i feel like i know a pretty good amount yeah. like i can learn way more about swamp it. thing yeah it's interesting interesting dude yeah i'm very interested by what you're talking about um i have to check that character out isn't he an injustice that's like the only thing yeah, i know him from that's like the only character i played as yeah how funny yeah. okay and they gave scott snyder gave him these cool like elemental wings and everything that Whoa. come out and like this crown that it's just awesome he's okay. just a cool looking character i'll have to play a swamp thing uh, yeah definitely yeah. all right he's kind of slow in injustice but he could take some hits there you go yeah 
There you go. Um, <laughs> well, what kind of horror? Before we close this up, yeah, is your favorite kind of horror? There's so much. It's so ver- it's so wide and so versatile. What's kind of the horror that attracts you? Hmm, that's tough. Now, are we talking just comic books or just like in general? Just horror? in general, like horror. Like what if something is just like oh, it's a horror movie or yeah. a horror comic? Like what would draw you to that? Well, you know, I, I feel like in my life, especially with film and music in particular, I'll get in like moments of binging mm-hmm. where like a whole year will be like, okay, I'm going to do everything about this. I'm going to learn as much as I can. Lately, I've been on a slasher binge Ooh. to like learn all the slasher movies, all the essentials. I've seen all of Friday now. I've seen all of Jason. Um, I'm watching Michael right currently. Nice. I need like another. I, there's only like three I haven't seen. Apparently, they're all the bad ones. Too. I know somebody that has a book signed by everyone who played Michael Myers. Whoa, that's yeah. cool. And I think Jason as well. And there's a lot of Michaels. Jasons, there's like five of them. Yeah. But still, that's pretty cool, dude. Yeah, I'll that's show you really a picture awesome. of it right now. So, yeah. Slashers is like the flavor of the month, but I can't say that uh, for me it has to be zombies. Like, for sure. Zombies are my favorite horror. It's the reason I like horror. Um, is there a horror that scares you that you're just like, I can't do it? No, you know, I, is I it like your genre? I don't want to sound like a tough guy or anything, but I don't, I feel like I don't have any fears. Like, um, to get into a channel mate over here, Frank, um, that dude's afraid of like, he has like a phobia of mirrors yeah, yeah. and tour was hard and you can't like, you can't like joke around about like Ouija boards or anything with Frank, like anything involving spirits. He takes it very seriously. Yeah. Me. I'm like, whatever, you know, like spiders don't scare me. Ladders don't scare me. Like I'm just, I'm pretty, I don't think I have a fear. I don't know, man. Oh, wow. We got to find one. To be honest, um, movie Night. wise, I don't know. I, I feel like I haven't been scared by a movie in a long, long time. Like, The Exorcist was alarming because I saw it yeah. when I was younger. And that's the point. Um, of course, there's always jump scares. What I love in movies is when I can feel the tension. And some tense movies that are coming to the top of my mind just right now. Um, we just finished talking about The Strangers for the mm-hmm. for the YouTube channel, which you can see more about. But that movie's got great tension and pacing until the end. Uh, and then um, maybe, you know, if you read witches and you need to do like a pairing with a film watch the witch which is this like elizabethan horror movie um with this like group of pilgrims essentially who live out in this like shack in the middle of like they're they're frontiersmen you know they there's no one around them they got banished from this town they were living in so this family lives off on the prairie on their own and there's a witch in the woods. There's a bunch of witches who live in the woods and they snatch up their children and stuff. And it's like a awesome horror movie. If you haven't seen that movie, dude, hey, check it out. Oh, I'll loan it to you. It's for, it's one of the best horror movies to come out in like 20 years or something. When did it come out? Uh, four or five years ago. Oh, now. very accessible. Very. Right, yeah. Cool. And, and they talk with this really intense, like English accent, like this old English. You got to watch it with subtitles, Ooh, That's cool. <laughs> but it's scary, dude. What about you? What's, what's, what's the horror that gets you going? I'm not a big horror fan. Really? Really. This is like the extent of my horror How knowledge funny. and want. And like okay. even video games. I played really? Dead Space and that was like, that's terrifying me. Mm. And that's the extent of my like horror knowledge. I, yeah. I don't okay. watch horror movies. I don't look into horror TV shows. I think Swamp Thing and Lovecraft is like the extent Dang. of like my horror and, knowledge and, and want. That's the two things and, I know nothing about. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and it's, it's like... Even the classic stuff. I, I've tried watching the classics, but honestly, okay. I get scared. I'm not even going to lie. Really? I'll, I'll get scared. Yeah. Yeah. Totally will get scared. 
Oh man. Yeah. Okay, watch The Witch, then you're gonna be terrified, Down. dude. Yeah. That movie's I can't even grotesque. play like I don't even Dead Space alone scared me like Whoa. playing at night. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna get Brandon to play some Resident Evil Seven in VR for the yeah. channel. Yeah, and we I will Frank cry. Do somebody. Yeah, that, he, he I did not want to play that. It. I thought it was gonna traumatize me. Oh, uh, well, I was just like, there's no way. Uh, oh, I got I will the, pee myself. I got the save loaded up. I have the spot to take you to. Down. It's already Down. saved on there. You want to see me cry? That's awesome, man. And I mean, I, I think I mean I've enjoyed The Walking Dead. I enjoy zombies and all mm-hmm. that, but I think I enjoy the concept. But I haven't found like a story that's really mm-hmm. been like, oh, I want to be immersed in this. But oh, I do like love like that horror. I guess uh, feeling. I yeah. love that horror like concept, like where it's I don't know a lot about it, but I know I enjoy it. I, not to brag or anything. I feel like I've seen almost every major zombie film. And if I have surprised. to make a suggestion, like someone who wants to get into it, the one that would be like very low, like I have to put minimal work in, is 28 Days Later. If you haven't seen that movie. I've been told to watch it. It's probably yeah. the best solo like zombie film ever made. Gotta look into it. It's super scary. Gotta put a book down and watch a movie um, every so long. Yeah, there you go. Stop <laughs> reading, man. No, I mean, the other way around, I need to start reading more again. I, I miss reading. Anyway, this will be an excuse. Um, if you have the time, though, the best thing to do is to watch the original George Romero trilogy, Night, Dawn, Day of the Dead. Oh, nice. And it tells it, – they're not connected movies, but the connection is like the level of zombie outbreak. In Night of the Living Dead, it's like the zombies just showed up. In Dawn of the Dead, they're like slowly taking control. And then in Day of the Dead, it's like humanity is like one one group. Ooh. That's all that's left. That's great. So you watch the movies and you see how it progresses and uh, see you get everything here. I could watch them comics, times. movies, video games, video games, all of it. Maybe a little bit of music. We'll even read some poetry next week for you. Read some <laughs> read some Bernie Wrightson. Well, you know what? I think this is a good time to kind of to wrap things up. Then that's I mean, it. I think that's all we have yeah. to say about to say about so, horror comics. Next up on on this uh, on Apollo. City Comics, we're going to be chatting almost everything Watchmen for the next few episodes. We have a watch saga coming up. Yeah. So if you want to trilogy, refresh yourselves, we can make this podcast like a little book club. Like we can all read Watchmen and be ready to go next time and we'll have a discussion and we'd love to get your input. Two weeks. Yeah. We'll be hitting Watchmen. Hitting Watchmen hard. Yeah. Hitting Watchmen hard. A lot of stuff. It's dense. It's more Alan Moore. Uh, but it's uh, more, more, <laughs> the more, more show, the more, more. Show. Hey, right. it's not too yeah, much. Yeah. <laughs> we are hitting a lot of that right now. All um, right. Name, yeah, name we'll be hitting Watchmen next, getting some uh, references and tidbits and seeing how we feel about the whole book. And yeah. then we'll be hitting the movie and the, all the extra stuff that's yeah. come after that. We're going to try and do everything Watchmen ever pretty much like, because yeah, Watchmen there's... doesn't spread up that much, Watchmen you know what I mean? Babies. It's a couple little things. Watch. Is there a Watchmen baby? Are no, you messing no, with me? There's no. in the Simpsons. Imagine like a Muppet baby style Watchmen adaptation. That'd be great. They're all like little toddlers. Yeah. Well, Doctor Manhattan like, crying like, and fighting with covered. people all the time. Well, he's a baby. He'd be the one who like never is dresses. Naked, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah it could make Dude. Sense. Dang, okay, yeah. we're gonna work on something. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Moore, we have just what you needed. The Simpsons will sue us. I think that's a Simpsons. Reference. Oh, is it a yeah. Simpsons reference? Yeah. Alan Moore was in The Simpsons. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Simpsons did it. Um, well, if you're listening to this on iTunes, um, you can check out a video form of this on YouTube. Um, it'll be under David and Frank and Beans. It'll be the channel, but we'll have. We'll have something set up for Apollo City Comics. If you're watching this on YouTube, this will be available on iTunes, where you can just search Apollo City Comics. It should pop up. Um, it should be there, hopefully. 
if we get enough if we get enough of the clicks <laughs> if you want to contact us uh we don't have an email address we yet don't. huh we, we should have got prepared. that set up yeah, first but you, you know for the channel we have david and frank and beans at gmail.com <laughs> Just imagine Brandon in there too. David and Frank and Beans at gmail.com. Um, put Apollo City Comics somewhere in there. We'll read it. And we'd love to get your suggestions for the show. Yeah. If anything you want to read about, want to know more about, throw yeah. it in. We will throw it in. We will. You throw it in and then we'll throw it in. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the top. You get whatever you put you get whatever you put in, everybody. <laughs> and then we'll put it out. We'll put out if you put it. There, wow, there's way too many pronouns going on right now. I don't, I don't know what kind of territory we're getting into. But check us out. This is episode one. That's a wrap. Yeah. Thank you for listening or watching Apollo City Comics. And I need a slogan here. Next time. That's it.